Hello guys, and welcome to the first episode of Dumb Brains, hosted by Priyank and Gina. To the new peeps listening to our podcast, what we do here is explain about new innovations that mankind has uncovered and discuss about how it affects us and society. It is a fun and educational podcast to listen on numerous platforms. So Gina, what are we going to talk about today? Today, as our first episode, we are covering genome editing. Oh, genome editing. Is that the thing where we gave birth to a sheep? Um, it was Dolly, right? No, but you're on the right track. Genome editing is not giving birth to life or cloning, but it's the process of editing one's DNA for a gene to behave differently or have different traits. It also replaces faulty genes with healthy ones, which are in many cases the cause of fatal diseases. Wait, what's the difference between a DNA and a gene? Isn't it the same thing? Good question. It is a similar concept, but are two different words. DNA is, is like an instruction manual for an organism that is inside of every cell, and a gene is a section of the long DNA molecule. By editing the gene, you're taking out, changing, or replacing a part of the DNA. Adding on, as Gina, you mentioned, the DNA is an instruction manual for an organism. It affects height, color of eyes, and everything that is happening in your body, and it's inherited from your parents as DNA is reshuffled in each generation. Wow, genes and DNA are interesting. I want to learn more about them. Let's listen to DNA by Kendrick Lamar, and we'll be right back. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition, flow inside my DNA. That was intense. I bet I haven't got royalty in my DNA. Uh, um, Priyank? That, that was just mesmerizing. Break out of it, Priyank! Oh, <clears throat> Yes. So, when did this fascinating technology start? I'm pretty sure it's modern-day technology. Actually, no. Genome editing technology dates back to the 1960s. Its purpose was to grow more nutritious and efficient crops by editing the gene of wild crops. Yes, I remember from what I learned on a news article a few years ago. However, genome editing back in the day was way different to the technology we have today. In the very start... Scientists exposed plants to radiation which caused random mutations in a plant's genetic code. It was unpredictable and in some aspects dangerous. Then, they found a way to genetically edit plants in a more controlled way. This technology eventually spread to domestic animals and humans themselves. This is a major technological breakthrough. It's a costly process, isn't it? At first it was. However, the founding of CRISPR stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats in 2009. Changed everything. It was much more efficient and the cost dropped by 99%, which made it accessible and a subject of research for many scientists around the world. Thanks to these achievements, genome editing has become a big part of our lives and it can be broke down into two benefits. First is the agricultural benefits. Genome editing makes crops more nutritious, disease resistant, grow quickly and able to grow in difficult conditions. For humans, genome editing can eliminate her- hereditary diseases, find a way to combat diseases of no cure, such as cancer, and eliminate diseases emanating insects and animals. But, Gina, wait. You said that genome editing is a big part of our lives, but I feel distant to the benefits you mentioned. Is there a way that genome editing is seen in our day-to-day lives or impact us directly as citizens? Let, let me tell you some facts that will change your mind and show you what impact genome editing has on its users. In 1994, the first genetically engineered vegetable was on sale, naming the Flavor Saver Tomato, which had a longer shelf life. If it weren't for genome editing, all of us would need a farm nearby to get provided with fresh fruits and vegetables. 
I can't believe it. However, this isn't the most significant effect compared to what I'm going to say now. Without genome editing, surgery won't be accessible or sanitary that can possibly cost someone's life. This is because without genome editing, clotting factors, something that helps blood clot, and stop bleeding would have to be harvested from organs of animals. Not only is this insufficient, but it also means that surgery was only affordable for the privileged ones. I had to get a surgery for a broken leg bone when I was little. Without this technology, I might have been left with a deformed bone or died. In 2015, genome editing was used to cure a baby girl's leukemia, thanks to the technology she's doing well today. That's, That's great news. Hearing about sick children, it's kind of irrelevant, but have you heard about the linkage between climate stress and war? According to a study published in the journal Global Environmental Change showed correlation between climate stress and conflict. The data used in the study was collected from an asylum application in 157 countries with index measure of droughts and battle-related deaths. Climate change will not cause conflict and subsequent asylum-seeking flows everywhere. But in context of, of poor governance and a pure medium level of democracy, severe climate conditions can create conflict over scarce resources, stated Jesus Crespo Quaresma of the International Institute for Applied System Analysis and the Vienna University of Economics and Business. The reason why I mention this is because of the fact that climate change creates scarce resources. Can genome editing possibly solve this problem? Yes, researchers all around the world are looking into this technology to create crops that can grow in severe conditions of water shortage and lands considered unsuitable for plant growth. This does not only apply for war stripes countries, but also GMOs, GMOs, standing for genetically modified organisms, also play a big role in countries of high population density, which means that there is a lot of people in a small, small plot of lands. One of the big problems in this, these areas are shortage of land for food production. By using GMO, more food is produced in a shorter amount of time and cost, meaning that more people get access to crops and meat, as well as compared to a time when humans didn't have this technology. Also, it means that less land is used for farming and more is available for housing and other economic needs. Moreover, trees and natural environments does not have to be wiped out since plants can still grow in a nutrient-deficient land. Less amount of pesticides are used because plants have more defense against bugs and diseases. This can all be considered economic, social, and environmental benefits. I am shocked that there is such a big correlation between big global problems around the world. Genome editing has unlimited successions, doesn't it? Well, Priyank, it does have unlimited capabilities, but that does burden the responsibility of how much intervention genome editing has on our lives, especially when it comes down to ethics. Have you heard um, of designer uh, babies? You mean like Gucci babies? <laughs> oh, stop it! Oh, sorry, I was just joking. I have debated about it before in class. These are babies with modified DNA capable of doing or being something out of human limits, right? For example, doing stuff like being, like, super tall and, like, super athletic. Or, or like, you know, like Elsa from Frozen, you can, like, shoot ice things out of your hands. <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> it doesn't have to be only be an extreme... At, the, at extreme lengths of having superpowers, it can be as simple as eye color or height. Why is this a problem? Isn't it a good thing everyone likes Gucci babies? These people can be the ones in the Avengers saving people or have intelligence that will bring technology to another level. If everyone had short thinking like you, it would have already become a reality. Why? What's wrong 
with how I think. Okay, listen and think before you say anything. Fine. What is the problem of having some people with genetically modified bodies or minds and some without? It creates dis... dis... discrimination! One is considered more superior than the other. You're so smart, Gina. That is right. Like the extreme racial discrimination during the 1900s in the U.S., this is creating a physical barrier between people. Genome editing in humans creates what is another state of meritocracy, something that can't be achieved through hard work. They are the top 1% of the entire population that has the financial means to afford this high-tech procedure, while the rest doesn't. But if this becomes widely used in society, won't this technology become accessible to people? Yes, like any other. However, think about the process in developing the technology to apply on humans. As you mentioned above, Dolly the sheep was the world's first sheep to be cloned. Did you know that hundreds of sheep died to achieve the perfect cloned sheep? This is the same thing. In the process of creating or modifying life, it takes a sufficient amount of trial and error. That is when the ethical dilemma comes in. As for a matter of fact, the child getting the genome edited for purposes of better intelligence, superpowers, or physical features doesn't get a say. It lies on the choice of parents, which is another reason of why it can be misused for the benefit of the parents, not for the best of the child. Wow, this is like a scene from a sci-fi movie. The world showcase in movies are in the near future. Believe it or not, the first designer babies were born last November 2018, modified to be HIV resistant. Wait, wait, so that means Gucci babies that are HIV resistant? That's so cool. Wait, Priyank. The scientist who conducted the procedure, He Jian Kui, a scientist at the Southern University of Science and Technology in Shenzhen, was heavily criticized for breaking the scientific consensus that could lead to unintended mutations for the twin girls. They say that this was an unneeded procedure that could have been done through much cheaper and non-controversial ways. Well, not everything can be perfect, can it? I don't even know that something that sounded so cool and out of the box had so many ethical strings tied to it. Sadly, we have to consider these things to make laws before springing forward with this type of development. Another thing to consider is the pace of this development and its consequences. The elimination of hereditary diseases in human DNA is a developing technology. However, scientists are predicting that in the near future, this will become accessible. In order to make it work, scientists have to create changes into the germline that would affect generations following. If something goes wrong, the descendants of the person getting the procedure will all get the same mutation or disability. If the problem mentioned above only affects a certain portion of the population and can be refined through continuous trials and errors, this is another major task to think about. Bacteria and viruses always change as immune systems get stronger. They would always find another way to strike. If humans were to run away from these diseases without care, these procedures at one point would be tiring. On a global scale, another unexpected consequence can be countries will use genome editing to create human weapons. With the technology, governments can create superhumans designed to be killing machines that only need a few hours of sleep and other abilities that will make them almost undefeatable. Priyank, you watched Adam Man, right? Of course, that Marvel one, right? I mean, if countries don't come together to set limits to this, there can even be international spies. All of this has to be accounted for before we go forward. In the end, genome editing is a technology that has a lot of benefits that can solve some of the world's problems, but also can cause immense controversies. I would love to talk more, but we are losing time right now. Ah, yes. So guys, this is our one and only episode of Dumb Brains. We hope that you have learned something new, and please don't be sad that we won't have another amazing episode. One, two, three, bye guys! Bye, peoples!